0: When life happens, plans need to change. Shaping Change, hosted by certified financial planner Ross Marino, is dedicated to helping financial advisors better serve their clients when life takes those unexpected turns.
1: Welcome to This Is How I Work. Today, we're joined by Robin Young, president and partner with North Star Financial Planning. Hello, Robin. Good
0: morning, Ross. How are you today?
1: I am good. Thanks so much for being on the show. I know you're a certified financial planner, you're a certified financial transitionist. You've been doing this for quite a while and you're part of a really great firm. You think you could start by giving us some background of what your careers look like, how you got to where you are today, and what kind of work your firm does?
0: Sure. So I've been in this business for over 30 years now. Um, so I started, you know, on the kind of the technical side of financial planning. Really focused on the CFP work and and taxes and estate planning, kind of pulling all of that together. Um, And then, really, um, you know, I had my own sort of life happening in the background. And when I had kids, um, I was working in in Boston and really wanted to have more family life balance, um, which my firm wasn't offering. Um, So, my second decade, I kind of joined um, a gentleman in Southern New Hampshire uh, who. had more of that lifestyle and, and values that I did. Uh, and so I, I partnered with him at that point, left my firm in Boston, and kind of we went on the life planning journey together, uh, you know, helping understanding better how, the why's really of how people uh, make money decisions and kind of helping them achieve financial freedom kind of was our quest uh, during those 10 years, uh, which was Really, um, for me, uh, the heart of financial planning, it really um, brought in that personal aspect that I felt like the, the technical side really was lacking. Um, so, um, But then um, once I bought him out in 2008, um, I really had a lot of transition clients coming to my office, women in particular, who um, had lost a spouse or was going through divorce and they needed really a different um, approach than life planning. They they didn't know what their new, you know, life story was going to look like. They couldn't vision. Um, Really, they needed help stabilizing, um, managing change, um, you know, feeling some peace and confidence. And so, um, you know, how to have those discussions, I was really feeling lacking of how to bring in the personal side. I needed more training. So uh, that's kind of how I went um, down the certified financial transitionist route with Susan Bradley. Um, to gain those skills, to better help my clients personally and
1: financially. So, Yeah, looking looking for the whys is something that as we mature as financial planners, you you start getting to that point of realizing, you know, Excel spreadsheets have their place, and so does a a user interface that's pretty much just showing what's on the Excel spreadsheet, but it's just a piece of the puzzle. Sometimes, maybe there's a transition in our lives and over the course of years we wake up and realize man I have got to understand what people are thinking what they're feeling and how they're making decisions, maybe it's just an event could be one client, is there any particular circumstance where you said I must learn to dive deeper and understand the why's, or do you think it was more of a gradual process.
0: Um, kind of happened to me personally in working with a client when I was in Boston, right before I left my firm, Um, I was doing his financial planning and he left a big job um, that he, it was a startup that he took public and um, he decided to do a sabbatical uh, and, you know, kind of getting to know them on a deeper level. But at that point, I um, was commuting back and forth and not really aligned personally. So he was aligning his life, but I wasn't personally aligned. And I remember having he and he said, how are you doing? You know, how's your life going? And I just remember crying all the way home. And that for me was the moment that I needed to make a change um, and also just um, change the way I do business and working with clients.
1: That's great. I've met quite a few certified financial transitionists and While we go down the path of learning and we know it's so powerful, it just seems like sometimes there has to be a personal catalyst where we just wake up one day and realize, you know what, I'm not a unicorn. So I go through life. So do my clients. I I really have to figure this out. I think the challenge we may have is that much of financial planning is looking, where are we today? Mm -hmm. Where do we want to be tomorrow? And then bridge that gap, right? Where I am and where I want to be. But when people are in a transition and life is disrupted, all of a sudden where I want to be, it's hard to understand. They may not even know where they're at. They may struggle with that. How do you pivot your financial planning practice from maybe not goals long-term to, okay, we need to just work with today right now. What do you do with clients in those situations?
0: Those clients really need to feel financially secure. It's more about stability and protecting Um, So it's focusing on the things that are important to them. So it's, it's kind of um, the process of, you know, because what's important to me or what is black and white to me from a technical standpoint, right, is not black and white to them. So it's also aligning um, their priorities with what we focus on. Um, So um, I I did think of an example of that. Um, Like it might be completely obvious that they need to sell a second home, for instance. But a client um, is—that's not their priority in that moment. Their priority may be just figuring out their cash flow, um, to get educated on what they have, to be able to uh, grieve if it's a loss of a spouse, or um, you know, sort of get through the emotional turmoil that is associated with divorce. Like they're, so you, where they are personally, um, you need to figure that out so that you can help them financially and sort of walk with them. And s- instead of jumping ahead.
1: My next question, you actually jumped right to it is as you were <laughs> speaking, I was thinking, well, what about suddenly single? Because I know you have a practice that works with a lot of women. And yes. I've worked with widows. I've worked with people who are recently divorced. Uh, I'm not gonna claim to have any particular deep knowledge of that. Haven't gone through it myself. I've observed it. I've been in the program. I've worked with clients on it. I just know it's, it's way deeper than what I really understand. And as I learn, I also realize that that whole experience is way deeper than what that person understands because it's such a major transition. You know, what was no longer is, what is is not what's going to be. It's it's really hard to connect with those people. Do you, do you find it or, or to really understand when you first meet them? Um, do you find it a challenge to gain insight with them up front? Does it take a little bit of time? I mean, how do you really figure out what are they thinking, how are they feeling and then decide when can I actually move in and give advice here?
0: So for me, um, I really try to show up in that just a loving, healing way and just uh, meet them where they are. So if they need to tell me their story, um, you know, and that happens quite a bit is that the story, you know, needs to come out again and again for them. Um, so I just kind of, you know, I, it's, I don't, I don't, let's see, how do I do that? <laughs> exactly. I guess I just really feel like you have to be a deep listener and um, you have your agenda, but checking in with them about their agenda. And there are things on their mind, like it's not like their financial security isn't on their mind, it is. But it's just that all these other things are going on with them that sometimes they need to get up. If you can create a safe environment for them to release all of that, there will be space to address some of the other things, but you really need to go at their pace. So sort of releasing all the expectations of of what you think the meeting should look like and really just showing up um, is a big part of what we do. And then we need to have another meeting in two weeks. We'll just have another meeting in two weeks. So um, so yeah, I think it's letting the client pace, unless there's something um, you know, really, there's not too many things that are really critical that need to be addressed from a financial perspective for clients um, in that first year.
1: And to me, that's one of the things that I really had to learn is that mm-hmm. when someone comes in, it's easy, maybe not easy, but it seems clear as a financial planner, here's 18 things we could do right now right? I mean, how long does it take to come up with our list as someone's talking, right? It it rattles off in your head. And we're trying not to type out notes of, okay, check on that. Make sure we do that. Let's set that up for two weeks. Because you can't do that because they're not in a position yet in order to press forward. And even after you've met with people a few times, maybe you find that sometimes people are stuck. And Mm -hmm. you're thinking we have some things that maybe they weren't urgent last month, but all of a sudden, now we have to get to some of this. They've become time sensitive, but yet they're still kind of stuck. How do you deal with that?
0: So one of the skills that I learned in in um, this, the um, certified financial transitionist program is really purpose, method, outcome um, is sort of getting to the the heart of you know what it is that that they need to do, uh, the why behind that for them and um, you know, a tax filing may be a little less, um, you know, there's no purpose behind that. It's, it's just a to-do. So you may offer, you know, find out what their fear is about that, um, kind of offer to do it for them, with them, go to Social Security for them, with them, um, you know, kind of try to show up in a way that makes it easy for them to overcome. But if it's, if it's something um, critical, like they need to get a life insurance policy, they said they were going to, you know, want to protect their family you know, you think it's pretty important. They don't think it's as important. It's kind of, you know, going to that, the purpose of, of, you know, why they might, you know, they they said they wanted to protect their kids, right? Uh, Family is number one on all the values that we, you know, you've been talking about. And is there, you know, tell me more about why, um, you know, you're not moving forward, sort of just naming it.
1: Yeah. And that, that's always a challenge. I was just listening to a podcast from someone who was talking about that gap uh, between knowing and doing. And mm-hmm. it, it's a huge gap uh, because people may know and they're still not going to do. And then in transition planning, we end up finding the people where they don't know uh, because it's so new to them. And I think as a planner, it's a challenge where when we're in those situations, sometimes we don't really know there's the easy stuff, which are the must-dos. Those are in our head. Those come into that that checklist, right? That we we could write it out immediately. But how things are going to develop, we we may not really know. So how do you balance when you see three or four things that you know, we really need to get to this now, but maybe they're saying, well, there's this one thing that that I really want to do first. I think it's so important. And you know, as a financial planner, it is just not a must-do and potentially it's a shouldn't do. So how do you work Mm -hmm. with that?
0: So, um, you know, clients, It's so it's understanding their story about about whatever that is. Um, So really digging deep into tell me more about why you think that's the right thing to do, um, more about kind of this history behind it, the story. I mean, a lot, I mean, we have all these assets, right, that we've accumulated over time. And as a planner, we have no idea what the client's story is with each of those items and how they got to them Um, and so whether it's, you know, stock or, you know, money from, you know, um, a life insurance check, um, you know, or how they, you know, bought this house together and the memories like, so understanding more about that will open some space to, um, further question the client, I think about, about those kinds of things. Uh, that's how I would approach it um, and then, you know, from, from some of the training that, that I've had.
1: And that's a little deeper than I think the average advisor would go because we want to understand the emotions behind how they make decisions. But you really have to dive into specific investments on how do they feel, uh, such as I have XYZ stock. And that's I right. just love it. Right. And then we pull up a chart on it because we're data people and we look and think, oh my gosh, how long have you owned this thing? But they love it because there's something there, right? There's some type of emotion and taking time to learn that story. Mm-hmm. It may not come out in the first conversation, but eventually it comes out. And, and that's the kind of information we need in, in order to help people make the best decision that's right for them. So, yes. so how about we, we wrap this up with maybe a word of advice. So Let's say someone's in the middle of a transition right now, they're sitting there, they're feeling stuck, they know they need to reach out to someone, they know they need to have a conversation, they got to pick up the phone, send an email, they have to connect with someone to help them, what advice would you give them?
0: Um, So I'm sorry, so I just want to make sure I'm clear. So so someone's going through, so what advice would I give them to, to actually pick up the phone and call or... Yeah, how how could you work.
1: motivate them or encourage them to say, you know what, you, you got to reach out, you got to connect with somebody and get some help here?
0: I think that um, trying self care um, is is one of the big things that um, people in transition need, but don't often um, sort of give themselves for whatever reason. And part of self care is finding the help, um, the right help to get you through the transition successfully. Um, and it's hard to do it on your own. Um, you know, I work with a lot of you know, as I said, widows and. women in transition. And having that support system um, helps you build confidence, helps you make the better, good decisions for yourself and your family, and gives you perspective that you might not otherwise have. So um, for all of those reasons, um, you know, my transition clients um, just have really thrived. You know, you can't, when you're in that sort of place of overwhelm and never thinking your life is going to be the same. You can't really see the light um, And what I think a big part of what we do, right? Ross is hold the light for people to know that they can recreate, they can have a fulfilling, wonderful life again um, with time, with the right guidance.
1: Great advice. Robin Young, thanks so much for being on This Is How I Work.
0: Okay. Thank you, Ross. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Shaping Change with Ross Marino. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results. Visit
1: rlsummit.com to learn more.